0: I think i'm on
1: oh shit. what's going on nothing
0: so i don't have the music right now because you caught me off guard um but also i think it sounds like shit
1: so, i i concur so we can do without the
0: music we can do without the music um i can sing there's i, I thought about it
1: not well but i can
0: i thought about singing but uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna. Um, so uh, there's definitely a way through the Anchor app. Hi everybody. Hi. Uh, we're th- your fearless hosts. Th- thanks for listening to. Yes. Thanks. You
1: know, um. All right. So you wanna you wanna just get into the meat and potatoes of this? Uh, oh wait, what were we gonna call? We were gonna call our listeners accomplices. So hello, accomplices, and thank you for joining us in this heist of your time
0: yeah seriously i really appreciate and will appreciate everybody that listens to take the money and run um you guys are now accomplices you have uh synchronized your watches you you you've hopped in the back of the van and we're on our way to the bank and and it's going down so Uh, Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at TakeTheMoneyPod. I just posted some shit on Instagram and Twitter and my personal Facebook about uh, this episode, which is Bob Matthews and the Order. Um, Do you know... Will anything uh, about this at all? I know we. Got- uh,
1: I I don't. Um, we we talked briefly about some similar things yesterday, but I didn't actually uh, look into this. Um, so I'm I'm going into a cold. I've got my computer open. If you want me to follow along on on uh, online or watch anything, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this one.
0: Cool. So um, let's see. Do you, uh, I? I uh, so. I went, believe it or not, I went to a a public library and used a desktop computer and um, uh, used Internet Explorer because these things still exist, apparently. And I did some research on this and uh, typed up a little bit of an outline. Um, But there's a couple of ways I could tell this story. Um, And I really think that uh we should probably start with the actual i mean i'm going to say the the pinnacle of the orders uh, the order of the group and uh the people of their robbery success i guess you know all right so um wait are you homeless am i homeless
1: yeah why'd you go to a public library
0: uh well i don't really have a computer oh, i mean I- okay I do. Like I have two laptops. One is 10 years old and still has pretty much all my music dear to my heart. And the other one um just sucks. I downloaded Windows 10 when it came out and it crashed the whole fucking thing and Oh
1: yeah, Windows 10 is cancer.
0: So, yeah, so like I yeah, I know it's a... So it's just a worthless piece of plastic and valuable minerals. Um so yeah, I went to the library, there was this, there was this fucking guy next to me, uh, sounded like he had tuberculosis or something, but uh, he was like watching these uh, old, it looked like 80s exercise videos of like women on, on like these weird, you know, machines and stuff. It, it Like, the videos weren't creepy, the fact that he was watching videos watching
1: it in a public library oh man that's amazing that's like it sounds like you got the authentic public library experience
0: i really did so um i only had a two-hour limit so at some point uh my notes kind of trail off and i have to and i started handwriting things when i got home and uh yeah so okay um so we're gonna start uh or we're gonna start off in the future um of this uh July nineteenth, nineteen eighty four. A couple miles just north of Ukiah, out here in California.
1: Oh, that's a that's a beautiful um, outlaw town.
0: They were on uh, they were on Route twenty. Is that nice? I've never been up there. I've been. Uh,
1: yeah, I actually I actually went to um, a music festival out there, uh, and I had to run across <laughs> Route twenty and almost died. Um but yeah I don't I don't think anything legal has ever happened in Ukiah.
0: <laughs> well this was fucking hella illegal. So um okay. So an armored car is uh cruising along. Um Brinks 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 must have really good uh loss in insurance because
1: they, yeah they they spend their money on uh, good insurance and pay their drivers ten bucks an hour or less, so you're basically expendable if you work for Brinks. <laughs> you're like a stormtrooper but without even the armor.
0: Sometimes they have a gun though.
1: Yeah. I think that's just so they get uh so they get shot and so they don't have to uh pay like disability or anything.
0: You know, that's really nefarious but totally possible. Hey man,
1: when when you run by money, man, that's uh that's the outcomes you get.
0: Hey, bottom line. Yep. Um, so six armed men, uh, uh most of which were wearing blue jeans, white T-shirts, and red bandanas. Um, one of which was shirtless, uh, and another one had a black ski mask on. Um, they, uh, witnesses reported that uh two pickup trucks blocked the Brinks armored <laughs> guys jumped out. They, they did it while the armored car was on an incline. So, like, just the weight of it and the load of whatever it was carrying, like, weighed it down and big fucking trucks, like, just go slow uphill. So, it had to slow down. They get in front of it and behind it and block it in. They shoot out the tires, <laughs> so it has to come to a complete stop. Um, they jump out of their trucks with... Uh, it, all I could find was high-powered automatic weapons. It wouldn't tell me what they used or anything, um, but the, the caliber of which and the power of which was able to like shoot out the uh, bulletproof windows of the armored car, so they got right into the guards. That sounds like the jankiest armored car ever. Well, I mean, it's kind of like what we talked about last episode with those guys that just like railed on the bank glass with the AK forty seven rounds, and yeah. it has no choice but to like g- compromise and at least fall down, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, they so there's three guards, there's two men and one woman. Um, the uh they're the, the witness that, that reported this was actually driving directly behind the armored car at the time of the robbery and um, reported – I read the New York Times article back from 1984, and it said um, that she said that she was, uh, like, too too scared to duck. Like, it just happened so fast, and, like, all of a sudden the truck was stopped, and gunshots just started firing on the truck, and these guys jumped out, and, like, she just froze. The whole thing took took place in like under a minute, two minutes tops. All right. So, um, after they after the six guys got, you know, got the guards out, two of them went inside and started tossing out, um, just like large, I guess, duffel bags, like full cash, like ten to fifteen huge duffel bags. Duffel
1: bags full of green. Dude,
0: three point six million in 1984
1: dollars in 84.
0: that's legit so they fucking get 3.6 million and they uh they hop back in the pickup trucks they drive them a little bit they ditch them um nearby and they transfer into like a large green sedan and it's reported that they were last seen headed north on highway 101 all right Um, investigating agencies included Mendocino County Sheriff's Office responded, California Highway Patrol, uh, Sonoma County Violent Crime Task Force, the FBI, and of course the fucking, uh, U.S. Forest Service. (laughs) Of course. Then just, you know, I I don't know, maybe it happened like on a stretch of land in like a national forest. Well, there,
1: there are a lot of national parks, um, up there, so they'd probably have jurisdiction especially if they went to go hide there.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if, uh, th- like like I was saying, like the stretch of road could have just been, I mean, you know, I've driven up to Fort Bragg and shit, and uh, like sometimes you just have to drive through like Jackson National Forest or whatever, you know. Yeah. But, so, yeah, this is huge deal, huge manhunt. Um, we're going to go back in time now, unless you have any questions, anything you want to add. No, no,
1: I'm pretty pretty straightforward. So these guys uh, surround an armored car, shoot out the tires, jump out, shoot out the windows, uh, hold the guards at gunpoint, grab three point six million dollars in duffel bags out of the back of it, and make their getaway in a sedan.
0: Exactly. All right. <laughs> okay, so so that's that's the heist, but I feel like in this story Or this episode, I feel like the heist is less of the pie than. Wait. No, it's only a small piece of the pie. Yes. All right. Okay. So, so I'm going to go a little back in time, a little bit uh, third person, creator, omnipresent. Um, Bob Matthews, uh, born Robert J. Matthews, um, was born in Marfa. Texas on January 16th, 1953 to Johnny and Una Matthews. Um, He was the youngest of three brothers. His father was pretty prominent actually. Uh, He was the town's mayor. Um, Yeah, seriously. Uh, He was the president of the chamber of commerce um, leader of a local Methodist church. Uh, His mother, Una actually was like the, um, like the, the town Cub Scout um, dead mother oh, okay yeah. and um, uh, after he was born the family moved to Phoenix Arizona um, Matthews was uh, reported to be a decent student um, he had interests in politics history shit like that um, uh, when he turned well by age 11 he had actually joined a right wing um advocacy group advocacy <laughs> advocacy yes i got you fan yeah uh supporting anti-communism and anti-government ideals basically okay so so he's doing god's work basically well i mean you know when you're 11 years old you need to be anti-communist and very much anti-government only if you're american that's that's the the dream right so um let's see uh During high school, um, he got into and baptized into Mormonism or, you know, interesting choice. Yeah. He became a Mormon. Um, I
1: mean, I, I can see the appeal with the unlimited wives. But you can't drink caffeine.
0: I couldn't drink. Well, I had to go to the gas station. I go to the gas station. Down the street for coffee every morning, and the past couple days, I don't know what the fuck has been happening, but there's been no coffee. And I walk in and I just gasp. It's not okay.
1: You should burn it down.
0: I I thought about it, um, but I've just I I just opted for energy drink. Okay. I hate every second of it. But anyway, probably the more productive decision. <laughs> um. So uh, later on, uh, during high school, or I guess high school or college years, I don't think he went to college, it didn't really say, but later on in his life, um, Matthews formed this group called the Sons of Liberty, uh, which is not to be confused with the OG Sons of Liberty, which was uh, founded by Sam Adams back in 1765 in Massachusetts. They were, like, the guys that uh, did the whole Boston Tea Party and shit. I'm pretty sure I saw.
1: Legit.
0: Like, yeah. They were They were just, like, anti-tax taxes and shit, you know? All right. I can dig it. So, um, so you know, it, it pays some homage to, uh, like, the original um, Sons of Liberty. But, really, all he ended up doing was get he, – he got arrested. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because he filled out on an employer, um, W4 form, uh, that he had 10 dependents when really he had, you know, none probably. So he got arrested for tax fraud, it said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, uh, I mean, he, he said he wanted to do it for like defiance of government and taxation, but he really, he just got six months probation, um, uh, so, he did his probation, you know, behaved, whatever. After his probation ended, um, his father, uh, I forget what his fucking name was already, uh, Johnny, fucking Johnny, and and Bobby moved up to uh, Medellin Falls, Washington. Um, they bought 60 wooded acres, and he started to raise, like, some uh, heritage Scottish breed of cattle. They were... Nice. Yeah, they're they're, uh, his fathers of Scottish bloodline and shit. So I don't know. Maybe that meant something. So that was 1974 that he filled out that W-4 and got arrested. So later that year, they uh, moved to Mellon Falls. Um, I didn't know you could get
1: arrested for that, by the way. That seems kind of kind of dumb. Like, wouldn't they just have you pay back taxes or something?
0: I don't know. I I think it's because he deliberately like wrote false things on it, I guess. And it was
1: okay, whatever.
0: Basically admitted like, yeah, fuck <clears throat> it. I you know, I don't believe in this, so I'm going to treat this like a joke. I don't know. So so far I kind of like this guy. He's okay, honestly. But uh and, and we, we, were, we were riffing about this, just kind of getting some, some base ideas yesterday, and you made me think a lot more deep into it. And I realized that um, as much like as he had involvement eventually with the Aryan nations and stuff, he didn't get involved originally because he was just anti-white. I, I mean, I'm sorry. He was uh, a white supremacist. There were, there were a couple members of the order. When I'll, I'll, I'll get into when it was actually founded and shit next, but um, there were there was like a group from the Aryan Nations that joined the order, you know, combined and okay. So, anyway, um, um 1976, uh, he marries a woman named Debbie McGarity. Um, he already had one son at that point. Um, and he will actually father another child in the future um, from a different woman, <laughs> other than Debbie. So poor Debbie. Um, well, I mean, he was a Mormon, right? So. Yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't think about that aspect. That makes a lot more sense now. Um, so the the woman's name, best name, uh, best name, worst name? I don't know. It's Z I L L H Zilla. Zia. Zia, maybe it's Zia, but he, but he was kind of like you know, kind of pro whiteness. Oh
1: man, yeah, like uh, it, it makes me think of a large, um, large dinosaur type creature wading through Tokyo,
0: like a Zilla. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, he fathered a, a, another kid in the future with a woman named Zilla Craig, as she fucking stomped upon the cardboard buildings of little tokyo Nice. <laughs> at some point between uh this time and uh whenever he founded this group in 1983 he got into this book called the turner diaries which i told you about yesterday um do,
1: do you so know? okay let, let me just um go ahead and inject what little i've heard about the turner diaries please um, which is apparently the Jewish Anti Defamation League doesn't like them um, because they're supposedly anti-Semitic or something. But I also heard they're just very nationalistic. Um, and I'm super curious about them.
0: I want to. Uh, it's on my to-read list. The The Turner Diaries. Yeah. Okay. So, so, the Turner Diaries was written by, ah, fuck, I fucking didn't write his name down. His last name was Pierce. I know that for sure, because somebody else in this story's last name is also Pierce. But um, if you want to look it up, uh, it's the Turner Diaries by Shama 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 Pierce.
1: You know what? I'm going to Google that right now. Go ahead and keep talking.
0: Cool. Um, what it is, is basically like a, a, a fictional, you know, story of a small guerrilla force that overthrows the U.S. government through, um, you know, bombings and shootings and stuff like that. And there's a terrorist cell within this book, you know, fictional book um, that is called The Order. So that's where Bob Matthews got his inspiration and also the name uh, plagiarized for The Order.
1: Uh. Okay, I, I got it. So... It was written in nineteen seventy eight by a guy named William Luther Pierce, who published under the pseudonym Andrew McDonald.
0: Okay. This looks interesting. It's pretty it's pretty interesting. It 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 in the end, or you know, the climax, whatever. The book culminates with a a bombing of a federal building. Okay. See what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, so it may have inspired others to do what they did.
0: This whole, this, this is, uh, yeah, this is, um, a very early start to more things to come.
1: Interesting.
0: And, yeah. This, this guy, Bob Matthews, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, this, this whole story, that heist, um, the way that he goes down eventually will get enough heat on the Aryan nations and, you know, um, anti-government groups, uh, the like that, uh, you know, um, by the, by the feds and that leads to other things like. And... Yeah. All right. So, okay. Um, now that we're up to speed on the Turner diaries, Uh, one night uh, late in September 1983 um, Debbie his wife prepared like a large banquet you know party dinner party for like 18 people including themselves Mm -hmm. after uh, Matthews and eight men left their partners and went out to like this homemade um, barracks. On his, you know, big sixty acre property, it was kind of like a warehouse place for meetings. You know, um, I don't know. It's like a big ass shed, probably. I got you. Um, so there, uh, Matthews uh, delineated his plans for the order to everybody. Um, the order's original members, or uh, well, the people in uh, attendance were um, Richie Kemp, Bill Sutterquist, Ken Loth, David Lane. And these were the guys um, from the Aryan Nation, some of which, well, I will make fun of their names. Um, Dan Bauer, Denver Parmenter, Randy Dewey, and Bruce Pierce.
1: Um, All right.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway uh, the, so, um, Bob Matthews laid out this, uh, six step plan. Um, it started with the formation of the group, the setting of goals and, you know, like their general mission statement, I guess. Um, step three was pure procurement of funds. Uh, step four was recruitment. And, um, after that, uh, he, he got the step four and um, apparently he had the, the nine every all, all nine of them took the oath um, of uh, he called it the, the silent brotherhood, but really he said it in, in German. so it was it was something uh, if I remember correctly, it was bruderschweigen, <laughs> which tra- roughly translates into silent brotherhood. And he had these guys do this oath. Uh, I couldn't find any information on what the oath was or anything, but I could find that he turned uh, to David um, or or, I'm sorry, Ken Loff in, in the middle of this and had him go and get his six month old baby and put the baby like on the altar. (laughs) And they made the oath over, uh, Loft's six-month-old baby. All right, um, getting really weird, and
1: uh, I mean, did they sacrifice it?
0: No, sadly.
1: Well, that's amateur shit.
0: I know. You know, like you really, you know, uh, you got to go full, full, you know, all the way. Yeah, but I'm disappointed. Because then, what's what's an oath over a baby other than like? just a an oath with you know a baby kicking around and crying and yeah shit.
1: you could have a, a oath over a loaf of bread or something if you're not sacrificing it then it doesn't mean
0: shit need to drink the blood exactly all right so now that now that my roommates that can hear me are totally bugged out um <laughs> nice uh so after they did the whole uh baby oath um Matthews finishes up with his final two steps because now they're all in it. Um, step five, racial, racially motivated assassinations. Okay. Forward. Um, and then sixth was uh, forming like a guerrilla army for urban terrorism, political sabotage, stuff like that.
1: All right. So, Normal like club shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, just just hanging out with the with the guys just we're just gonna overthrow the government it's okay yeah
1: that's why you need hobbies
0: so i know i've i've been trying to do more hobbies but anyway i don't know um so uh now that they had formed and laid out their goals um that's step one and two already They're on to step three, which is procuring funds. Um, They discussed like different ways of, you know, getting money from uh, like bidding on labor contracts. Um, Some of these guys had like uh, timber, um, lumber shit experience. Um, So there was that. Uh, There was also uh, counterfeiting money. So that's, you know, that's an exponential step up from legal work um, yeah and then from there uh, they floated robbery but uh, since they were kind of um, a uh, a religious some of the guys were religious they thought that that was like sinful
1: wait but weren't they gonna do like terrorism and assassinations
0: ah we're getting there the heat the heat on this pot is just starting to like show those little bubbles when you're boiling the water, you know what okay. I mean? It's going yet, but man, it's, you know, it's going to go and you're going to put that fucking ramen in there and you're going to live like such a poor piece of shit. Right. Okay. Or,
1: or I, I'm not sure I get this analogy, but, uh,
0: sure. It's okay. So the water's just starting to boil. All that shit's going to go crazy later. Okay. And ramen. Um,
1: <laughs> as so long as there's
0: ramen. It's always ramen, man. Uh, so, Okay, um, uh, all right. Give me one second. I just went and looked at another page and fucked myself up. So, um, they decided on the legal money first, and this was like a this is this could be like a movie at this point because um, five hours into the first workday of like uh, intense heat and serious labor of um, they they. They scored a a labor contract for this timber company that was clearing trails in the uh, Salmo Priest wilderness. I'm pretty sure it's up in Washington somewhere or Idaho, maybe Um, five hours. They were like, nope, fuck this. This is really hard. And like, it's not even going to pay for whatever we need. And really what they were trying to do was procure funds. Um, you know, for themselves, but also they were trying to give money to um other other groups, like definitely the Aryan nations, um and other you know, fringe fringe groups that definitely didn't receive any, you know, government benefits, anything uh, like that.
1: Other uh stand up guys.
0: Real nice guys that pillars that you, of society. You, you you would want your daughter to bring home, you know what I mean? absolutely
1: nothing says trustworthy like a swastika tattoo on the face (laughs) so
0: it gets better so after they said fuck this um one of the guys was like well we better be uh well okay okay, what what does he say he says well we sure ain't the (sighs) we sure ain't the men our fathers were or something so we definitely need to figure out an easier way to work. You know? That's
1: that's kind of weak sauce.
0: I mean, my my <laughs> really like working person, and, and I feel like I kind of exemplify that to some extent. But like, I I can be real lazy. you <laughs> like I don't you know I don't get that from him at all. So I don't know. It might be generational. Yeah. As I sip my beer, um, so. Uh so their legal means of money was, you know, like intensely hard and the heat
1: <laughs> too difficult. Fuck this, let's go rob an armored car.
0: Right. And 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 they said like, you know, this wouldn't even fund the right wing for a week or whatever, you know. Um uh so they started to uh, counterfeit US currency. Um and uh, Bob Matthews originally thought that this was like a good idea because it would appeal to the members of the order as like a devaluing of U.S. currency. Um, I got
1: you. So not only does it make them rich, but it hurts the American government.
0: Bingo! It's a two-prong approach.
1: Nice. <laughs>
0: um. And uh, yeah, so um, the group also turned to robbery. Uh, or they tried um when some, when one of the members insisted that that they try and rob like drug dealers and pimps and shit mm-hmm. um so like they go out and they spent you know a couple days following around like young black men uh wearing decent clothes and driving like flashy cars <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean
0: it's <laughs> not f- a bad strategy <laughs> Well well they they figured out that that they didn't really know like what they were actually looking for. They were just going based on stereotypes, like (laughs) apparently you would, and uh, they they couldn't find anybody, so they were like fuck this. And um, that's when they These
1: guys sound like fucking clowns.
0: Well, like, that's that's the point when they, like, totally broke bad, I guess. You know, they were like, we, you know, we're totally religious or whatever. We got values. And then they were like, shit, we can't even find – we can't even pick out the fucking drug dealers. Like, what are we going to do?
1: I, I mean, they. it sounds like a fucking competence issue. Like, maybe they were just kind of dumb more than anything.
0: Well, I mean – I don't want to, like, get into it or piss off too many uh, heavy right-wing listeners, because I I bet there are a ton. Uh... Out of our five listeners,
1: (laughs) uh, one of them might be pretty uh, white supremacist.
0: You need like, my family, maybe some of your friends, and, like, I don't know if there's any randos that are onto this yet.
1: I wonder if there's a way we could find out. Anyway.
0: And yeah, no. We can talk about that at another time. Um, so, uh, but they still continued um, with their plans of, of like robbery. They they tried to find another you know low um, low moral place, I guess you could say. Um, so so they went to Spokane, Washington, and they uh, walked into this sex shop. <laughs> Oh Jesus. <laughs> Bunch of dild- dildos hanging on the wall and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me all
1: the lube and dildos, nobody gets hurt.
0: Give me 10 gallons of lube. <laughs> so they, they the the fu- this fucking robbery only nets $369.10. That
1: sounds about right. <laughs> These guys are fucking retarded. I love it. They grabbed a dime. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the <laughs> 10 cents is real. You're right. That's what makes it. <laughs> oh
0: Shit. <clears throat> okay. Um, so soon after, <clears throat> excuse me. So, so they did that, but they were still counterfeiting cash. They, like you do. They did $50 bills in particular. Um, and, like soon after they started that, one of the members, Bruce Pierce, got pinched for passing one of the counterfeit fifties. Um, how would you counterfeit
1: fifties? That's just greedy and
0: dumb. I don't <coughs> I don't know. I guess back, I'm trying to think this was eighty three um, that was when we had like the old money, old, money.
1: so that was like hundreds, but still, wouldn't you do like fives and tens? that's like. <laughs> People get suspicious about big bills.
0: Well, yeah, that that's very true.
1: Like, it sounds like these guys are doing everything about crime wrong that you could do wrong.
0: I mean, eventually they make out with three point six million. Okay. Well, so far though, they build up. They build. They're they're
1: doing pretty bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Their right-wing death squad is not up to a good start. No, but they actually do form a right-wing death squad, and that comes up quite soon. Um, so, uh, yeah, they robbed the sex shop six, 369 bucks and a dime. Um, and Bruce Pierce got pinched for uh, counterfeiting 50s. Uh, he was arrested and convicted, but um, he jumped his bond. Uh, he went off the grid. But he's uh, until 1985, he popped up to authorities, but uh, he was still active within the order. Gotcha. Uh, uh, um, uh, Later in this timeline, uh, another like another recruited member um, that I didn't name. uh, He was also arrested for trying to use a fake $50 bill. Um, His name was Tom Martinez. Uh, Martinez uh, later w- would flip under like FBI pressure um, and spill information about like the order and Bob Matthews and all their shit in exchange for leniency in his counterfeiting charge
1: man but they swore an oath over a baby
0: I know they didn't kill it so he could do whatever he want
1: I guess gotta read the fine print have to drink the blood <laughs> nice
0: Um, so uh, when Martinez gets arrested uh, Matthews takes it upon himself um, and he acts completely alone to try and raise bail money for Martinez he robs a Seattle uh, Citibank of 26 grand
1: okay so they're they're getting a little bigger but not really
0: not really I, I couldn't find too much information about these robberies in particular, um, because, uh, that's 1983 towards the end of 1983. Um, now it's 1984. Uh, the order is starting to become like more sophisticated and efficient with their robberies. Uh, the group as a whole, uh, quickly nets like $43,000. Um, uh, April 23rd, 1984, um, a bomb explodes at a Seattle theater while seven members of the order uh, successfully rob an armored car on the other side of town.
1: (laughs) A classic diversion.
0: Okay. So they're learning. They're learning. And it worked really well because it got them $536,000.
1: Okay. So they're, yeah, they're moving in the right direction. I'm proud of these guys.
0: Yeah. It was parked outside of like a department store at the Northgate mall. So I, maybe it was picking up or I, I guess, you know.
1: Okay, wait, but there was like a bomb too?
0: Yes. I couldn't find a whole lot of information on this bombing. Just that it did happen and that um, in the Seattle records uh, it, or Washington state records, um, it's listed as like a successful terrorist attack because they bombed but it was also linked to this robbery. So the bombing didn't... Uh, I, I couldn't find if it hurt anybody or anyone was killed, so I assume, you know, it was just a diversion. And all the police response went to that, you know, block of town, and these guys over here robbed the armored car.
1: And what was it that they bombed? Uh,
0: like a theater, just like a theater.
1: Now we're talking movie theater, uh, Shakespeare, the opera...
0: Not a whole lot of information on the bombing. I'm sorry.
1: This is going to bother me, but okay, go ahead. Well,
0: uh, yeah, no, I don't have, I'm sorry. It was the public library. (laughs) You were too distracted by the uh, guy with tuberculosis
1: watching 80s exercise videos?
0: He was coughing on me. Nice. It was bothering me almost as much as the, the videos he was watching. But at, at the same time, there was a woman on my other side, and she kept looking at my screen because I was flipping through tabs that would say, like, The Order, White Supremacist Organization, and then, like, Bob Matthews, White Supremacist, and then, like, <laughs> like this, uh, you know, these guys do this at this, and, like, I don't know. Like, oh,
1: dude, you're on so many lists right now.
0: That's I amazing. That's also why I did it at the library. I didn't want to entirely, like, do it on my phone. I feel like I feel like they already watch me in the shower and stuff on my my camera.
1: I'm pretty sure it's uh more visible at the library, but I'm not sure. I'm no NSA.
0: Well, well, I, I went because I was like, I'm just doing research.
1: Oh, do you still have a buzzed head?
0: Do do I? Oh, not. Nah, it's not like it's not like a skinhead.
1: <laughs> oh, too bad.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, yeah, the bombing, armored car robbery. Um, not much after the uh, diversionary bombing uh, and the robbery, uh, Bruce Pierce um, went to Idaho, Boise, Boise, Idaho, uh, and bombed a synagogue just because he hates the Jews so much. Yep. I mean... He caused minor damage and no injuries. <laughs>
1: okay, so they're back to square one. That was uh... a
0: <laughs> this is the this is the uh, domestic terrorism game of shoots and ladders where you yeah got that big slide down to the bottom.
1: <laughs> it's like the girl I went to high school with that went and like wrapped bacon on the door handles of the Islamic cultural center. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think she got charged with a hate crime but it's like I think she was just drunk and kind of dumb I don't know
0: (laughs) oh shit okay yeah she would be a member of the order for sure yeah she would be yeah she'd be like dipping bullets in pig fat to to send them to hell for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um uh as funds were being uh procured, you know yeah. that's their third step, fourth step, I lost track. Um they moved on to their next step, uh which was the racial assassinations. Um but they started they they popped their fucking assassination cherry with um they killed one of their own actually <laughs> really yeah, Uh this poor guy. Walter West uh, became a member of the Order, and um several members felt that he was, uh like, arousing everybody else's suspicions around him because he was just talking way too much about it, you know? Rule oh, number... so, like, he
1: was bringing attention to their Order.
0: Rule number one, you never talk about the Order Club? Yeah. Rule, you know?
1: Well, I mean, I guess if you're as bad at doing things as they are, it's probably good to practice before you go out and actually try to racially assassinate people.
0: (laughs) Well, they, they practiced by, uh, they got this guy in the car. I don't know how they, if they, you know, forced him or, you know, tricked him or whatever, like good felt, uh, the Godfather. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they brought him out to, um, the Idaho wilderness out West. Um, and they executed him and buried him. And that was sometime in May of 1984. All right. Uh, and then, so that was that they, they popped their cherry. Then they're ready to go. Um, in June 18th, uh, 1984, um, a man named Alan Berg, uh, who's a Jewish left wing radio host, um, provocateur, I guess you could say, is what they'd probably call him now. Um, but he's like a radio host and personality. Uh, he had like a really unique format, and interview style, which was basically like, uh, it was a call-in style show, and um, he would go like right-wing advocates, racists, um, you know, anti-Semites to call in and like express their views but he would just berate them, tell them how horrible they are, and, like, you know, hang up on them. I, like, the, there's, there's plenty of YouTube videos of Alan Berg, like, on the air, and the guy's pretty intense. It's, like, a really weird mix of, like, a Rush Limbaugh, uh, Alex Jones, but, yeah. That, yeah,
1: I might actually listen to some of that. That sounds pretty interesting.
0: It is it it is. And um just just like the intensity of the radio show was uh was pretty cool to see because um yeah, uh he he got fired, hired, suspended, you know, rehired from like a bunch of different radio stations all around the country.
1: Yeah, so he's like a uh what's that guy that um did weird shit on his uh radio show? Bob Booey, bob Booey. Howard Stern.
0: <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah, I was to to prepare for this episode. I watched some some Infowars and stuff.
1: <laughs> I I got to admit, Alex Jones is one of my guilty pleasures.
0: I mean, it he is really entertaining. I don't know how you feel about it, but I thought of opening up this episode with just a straight Alex Jones impression. <laughs> they're making the frogs gay. The globalists and Hillary Clinton—they're coming. And, oh, the the and, best
1: was when he got high on the Joe Rogan podcast and started talking about interdimensional child molesters.
0: <laughs> we have the documents. <laughs> you do a pretty
1: good Alex Jones. That's that's actually really good. I've been working on it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway.
0: So. So, um. Uh, so yeah, he was like the, the anti Alex Jones, the anti Rush Limbaugh, you know, I used to have a Rush Limbaugh impression. I'm not going to get into it. Um, but, uh, he was eventually hired by, uh, KOA. Um, it's a radio station in Denver, Colorado. He lived there. Um, and, uh, he actually had gotten, um, suspended after, um, somebody had approached, uh, what the fuck is his name? The guy that helped, um, what was Nixon's, uh, advisor or secretary? Well? Oh, uh, you're talking about, uh, Kissinger. Kissinger. Right. Uh, some, some, you know, right wing woman, I guess, or anti-Semite or whatever, like firsted him in an airport and Kissinger's wife, Nancy, like punched this bitch in the face. And it was like a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah so um so he got so alan berg got suspended because he like called this woman or got her on the air somehow and then just like antagonized her and berated her and then eventually she hung up and he just went on this big tirade and just like drag drug her through the mud and all this stuff so like koa uh gave him a couple days you know suspension said go cool your fucking jets pal
1: so that's like analog doxing before they had the
0: internet right exactly she got doxxed, and he got banned. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, back to uh, June June 18th, 1984. Uh, it's about 9.30 p.m. Alan Berg and his wife uh, Judith Berg um, get back from, like, a dinner date. Um, I guess they were going through some issues. I don't know if they were separated or whatever, but they were trying to reconcile their shit. Um, you know, sad story kind of stuff. Um, and uh, he was shot to death uh, just as he stepped out of his black Volkswagen Bug. All right. <sighs> yeah, so... I mean,
1: a radio show host like that would drive a black Volkswagen Bug. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they
0: shot him. Like a modern-day Prius, maybe?
1: I-, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You make as much money as you want, but if you're really left wing, you still drive a fucking Prius. It's the
1: only way to go. Well, they got Teslas now.
0: I was about to say they got Teslas now, so yeah. How to virtue
1: signal and still be rich at the same time?
0: <laughs> um, the gunman used a uh, uh, converted to fully automatic Mac 10, um, which anybody listening is like a little sub machine gun you'd probably think of like an uzi and picture this it's
1: like a cheaper shittier uzi
0: right yeah it's this little box of a gun with a big magazine sticking out of the bottom and probably a suppressor the i, I read up a little bit about it and so uh, apparently the suppressor um you know the added barrel length and stuff made it much more easy to control under uh, fully automatic fire which is super relevant um it's not uh, <laughs> <laughs> public library. Uh so uh the FBI was actually somehow able to trace this weapon. I don't know if they left it there or they figured out, you know, forensics from the bullets. I don't know where um you know, CSI was at in the 1980s. Um but the FBI was able to trace this weapon to uh want back to one of the members of the the order. Um Four of the members uh, were indicted in the killing of Allenberg, but um, only two were convicted, uh, sorry, convicted. And what's interesting is they weren't convicted of murder because that's only a state crime. Uh, the feds were involved, so they got convicted under the RICO statutes, which is like the federal racketeering conspiracy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So um so yeah, they got uh, charged under that and they also got charged for violating the civil rights or First Amendment rights you know of Allen Berg um because like killing him Well they they had also like uh, completely been not guilty of the fact of what they did you know they expressed no guilt, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And,
1: okay, they're like, yeah, we killed him. what
0: of it? We we kill them and it's and it's pretty obvious that it was for like this racially slash politically motivated means. So okay,
1: so th- these guys lack all uh, <laughs> subtlety.
0: Yeah, no, this is domestic terrorism, and they're like calling calling their shot. We did it. All right. So um, uh, let's see. Uh, David Lane and Bruce Pierce were the ones that were convicted. Uh, and um. They were sentenced, uh, David Lane was sentenced to 190 years, and Bruce Pierce was sentenced to 252 years.
1: All right. <laughs> and were they the actual Triggermen?
0: Um, nobody copped to it. Nobody okay. copped to it. Um, well, at least
1: these guys were following the rules.
0: Yeah, they really stuck to it. Um, they uh, they both die in prison. Um, uh, Lane died of an epileptic. Uh, epileptic seizure in 2007 uh, Pierce died All excuse me of natural causes sometime in 2000
1: 2010
0: alright um, it's believed but not proven uh, and reported that uh, Bob Matthews actually served as a lookout on the Berg assassination but he never got tried or anything alright Um. so like as far as the order was concerned like they were doing pretty good like they were Checking off their boxes, they were making money, they were, you know, giving out money to the fund to the, you know, causes that they wanted to. Yep. Um some and...
1: people donate to Saint Jude's Children's Research Hospital, some people donate to the Aryan Nation. I mean,
0: you know, somebody's gotta. I mean, George Soros can't, you know, pay all these protesters himself.
1: That's that's true. <laughs> gotta gotta bring some yin to the yang.
0: <laughs> um but uh so they were like you know they gained a couple members here and there but they were still like a really small group um but they really stepped into some shit when they robbed that brinks truck uh i mean you know mainly because they got in you know they they got 3.6 million which is just everything that's arm.
1: too much to ignore
0: exactly yeah that that warrants the response you know um, so it was one of the largest at that time manhunts in U.S. history to find you know who did it and you know what they were about or whatever. Um, but actually, they got a pretty decent break, uh, officials investigating the case, because a pistol was found um, inside the fucking armored car. Dude! It, yeah. Worst
1: Yo. criminals ever.
0: Dude, it was Bob Matthews' pistol.
1: Wait, was that the guy they killed?
0: No. Oh. This is like the guy that founded it. Oh my god. This is the main guy. It's probably it like everybody else is dressed in blue jeans and white t shirts with, with red bandanas, and this guy is like dressed in cargo shorts, no shirt, and a black ski mask, probably. This guy and, sounds
1: like a fucking clown.
0: Fucking clown. And his pistol falls out of his fucking waistband or you know, how or he puts it down in in the middle of throwing, you know, ten to fifteen bags of three point six million dollars in cash out the back of an armored car. But,
1: I guess that would be a little distracting, but still that's like did relax, I, discipline.
0: Did I leave that? Where's that where did I leave that oh <laughs> So,
1: and he bought it in his name too, didn't he?
0: I, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't say, um, but it, it, uh, it, they, oh, sorry. The FBI traced that pistol, um, back to another member of the order, um, back to like their address, their mailbox. Um, they searched the mailbox inside, uh, uh, authorities found, um, like, uh, Aryan nation propaganda flyers, shit like that, you know, so door they, hangers. Right, exactly. <laughs> Marketing materials. Jeez. One of my roommates gets that kind of shit from the NRA. It's funny.
1: Nice. Wait, don't you live in California? What? Don't you live in California? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know the NRA was allowed in California.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, I guess they can mail stuff here. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I. I know. I know. One day I was looking at the mail and I saw this big ridiculous uh like mailer from the nra address to one of my roommates and it was like several days after the the parkland high school shooting oh so, yeah
1: that's i mean that's the best time for a uh membership drive
0: or i mean gun sores gun sores are actually going down under trump <laughs> really yeah they, they soared under Obama. Everybody thought they were going to get their, their guns taken away.
1: Oh, yeah. So they... Stockpiled.
0: In... Yep. stockpile their shit. And now everybody's like, oh, it's cool. We'll just hang out. I can just go rent um."
1: Yeah, you can go get a gun whenever you want so you don't have to do it today.
0: Exactly. Supply and demand or geopolitical strife and demand? Stomping. I don't think
1: Something. If the... You can, I mean, buying guns as a uh, investment and selling them during, a, what do you call it, um, election years, isn't necessarily a bad idea. But anyway, back to yeah. the uh, back to the robbery.
0: We don't want to touch too many third rails in this podcast. See um, how, many,
1: how many people can we offend?
0: Let's see how many how many third rails we can lick. <laughs> uh, um, let's so- stick to windows. <laughs> So so like the, the the feds had the pistol you know um they had lost 3.6 million in the heist uh, which we covered earlier in the podcast um, and they decided to act and move order um and its members um, most of the members uh made it to safe houses and shit uh while uh, a a couple were still arrested in the man a couple gave up a couple were persuaded, you know um but uh Bob Matthews <clears throat> he made it to his cabin on this uh Whit Whitby Island. It's in Washington. It's like um I don't know, it's in it's in that band of islands off of the coast of you know, Washington and Seattle and shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah. Uh it's a little rugged. Um this uh this is basically the original uh, FBI. Um, well, uh, it's one of the original FBI, you know, American standoffs, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, you know, prior to Ruby Ridge, prior to Waco. Um, you know, this was, this is like one of the standoffs that kind of gets swept under the rug underneath those two are more high profile.
1: Yeah. More recent.
0: So, um, uh, December seventh, nineteen eighty four. Uh, FBI agents were uh, totally. Hey, that's
1: Pearl Harbor Day.
0: Is it? I thought yeah. it
1: was. Wait, no. you said December seventh, right? Seventh. Seventh. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's Pearl Harbor. Yep. Never forget. Exactly. So, um, uh, so yeah, they uh, FBI agents went went to Bob Matthews' cabin. Um, and they were totally stonewalled. Uh, he refused to come out or surrender uh, so like a standoff ensued obviously um, it lasted two days or so. Um, negotiations were immediate you know when they got there and he refused to come out um, but uh, the, sometime the next day he just refused to keep talking you know good for him. <laughs> Like, like David Koresh said, he got a message from God to just sit and wait. This guy got a message from, I don't know. He just decided? I I, I don't have a good analogy. It's It's not funny anymore. Um, but, uh, so, uh, so the feds were fucking pissed. They were frustrated. They threw some smoke grenades, a stun grenade into this cabin, um, but uh Matthews was sitting in there, totally prepared, like a true survivalist, had a gas mask <laughs> nice so he was he was totally unfazed by this by that you know move. Um, when this happened, uh several agents attempted to enter the cabin uh, but retreated when Matthews opened fire on them from inside, like you do. well, I mean, don't fucking come in come in here, I guess, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the standoff, the armed, now armed standoff, further armed standoff continued into the night. Um, uh, as night drew, um, a helicopter came in, um, I guess it was, you know, like a federal agent helicopter with, uh, spotlight and stuff came in just to illuminate. And, um, Bob Matthews started firing on it from within the cabin and it, you know, flew away. Um, And at that time, you know, he had a big shootout with the feds. Uh, Nobody was injured in the helicopter. Nobody, you know, none of the agents were injured when they tried to enter the the cabin and he shot at them. Um, But they're still fucking pissed uh, and they don't really know what to do. They don't have a protocol for this kind of stuff. It's in the middle of the night right now. And, um, they take an (laughs) M 79
1: That a grenade launcher.
0: It's a fucking grenade launcher. That's
1: what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) It's a Vietnam era grenade launcher. It's exactly what you're thinking. Um, and they load it with some, uh, star, they're called starburst flare rounds. I mean, that,
1: that's the protocol they use now. If someone's holed up in there, like with Dorner, they just burn the fucker down.
0: I think this is where they got the idea. (laughs) uh so so they shoot like three of those things into this cabin and they're just burning flares you know i mean it's a big uh i don't even know what you know chemicals are those things
1: burn hot i think they use like magnesium and some other shit
0: right that that's what i was thinking that, that you know some kind of element chemical reaction is happening in there that's very hot and it's hot enough that it catches the whole you know, cabin on fire, and this guy's still shooting at the FBI agents outside while the fire is engulfing this whole cabin. While this is happening, um, a, a case of hand grenades gets ignited by these flares and starts to cook off. So that's not for Bob. Nice. And- Um, along with, like, thousands of rounds of ammunition just begin to cook off and pop, like, fucking firecrackers. Um, So, between uh, gunshot wounds, um, you know, probably getting hit by exploding ammunition, uh, smoke inhalation, violent burns, uh, Bob Matthews dies in this standoff burning down... uh, his cabin
1: like a man
0: like a fucking man um uh so once the sun comes up you know the fire has died uh everything's you know cooled down or whatever uh federal agents go in they search the you know remains of the cabin and they find um the charred remains of a 31 year old robert j matthews still holding his pistol in his hand fuck yeah fuck yeah that's the notes that i got for that homie all right so wait so that's the end that's the end um pretty much uh i think i i've I've seen different numbers but you know dozens of people connected to the order were you know tried for different crimes different things but um there was just a significant lack of evidence, especially back in the 1980s. They just couldn't really do too much. There's definitely no DNA. There's no internet. There's no, I don't, know, I don't know. Was there credit cards back then? I don't fucking know.
1: Yeah, they were like around maybe. It Wait, so, that- okay. So that was like the, the culmination of the whole thing. They shot it out with him, killed him. And then the order just kind of dissolved as they went after everyone else. Yeah. All right. We, we need to give our, our accomplices some closure.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. But, um, yeah, so... So, after the the big heist, uh, 3.6 million of the Brinks car in Ukiah, um, the the feds got in, you know, they got after it, and they cornered Bob Matthews in his cab and had the shootout and burned down the place with him inside. Um, And then that... Was like the spark for a lot of um, right wing extremist groups, different you know organizations, um, Aryan nations, and stuff. I'm, also, I'm not uh, linking um, strictly uh, right wing ideals with Aryan nation style ideals. I, I don't know. I, I there there is a differentiation um, to me, but um, yeah,
1: the, the it seems like they're kind of intentionally connected a lot so you know if you if you're if you have certain ideas they you know the in the media will be intentionally conflated with white supremacists so that you sound like a crazy motherfucker if you talk about being anti-government but they are different
0: ideas completely that's a lot of what i did find in this um i had to wade through a lot of bullshit uh, of like actual aryan nation propaganda and stuff and plenty of like websites in german but um uh what what i did find about bob matthews was it wasn't an entirely you know anti you know black thing or anything like that it was just um it was definitely a nationalist you know perspective uh but um to... It might like white people a little bit more, you know. Definitely likes, um, you know, whatever religion a little bit more than uh, Jewish people for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, they they thought that like Jews were literally descendants of Satan, shit like that. All right. Um, uh, let's see, other side notes. I don't know. Uh, any other questions? Anything? Anything you think the our accomplices might fucking want to know?
1: No, no, but this this does give me ideas. I don't know. May, maybe we'll go more into the uh, the connected events like that happen later on in future podcasts because that uh, when we when we were chatting about that the other day, that that did make me think that there might be some interesting
0: um, interesting podcast material there. Yeah, I was actually thinking the same thing. It was like crazy standoffs would be cool. Um, I do love me a standoff. I love me a shootout. Love me a good car chase.
1: Ooh, car chases are good. You can't really podcast about a car chase. You kind of have to see that on the news. I don't know. All right. Now he
0: turns left, and he's going fast. (laughs) (laughs) He goes past the the jack-in-the-box. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's Bob Matthews and The Order and – yeah, we could probably get into uh, Ruby Ridge and Waco. I mean, if we go, if we start to touch in uh, onto Waco, I mean, we're getting into like cult territory.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we could talk about the one with the uh, the Kool Aid and um, Jonestown.
0: Jonestown, that was crazy. Uh, la- um, last week you were you were recommending, I think, or last episode you were recommending some. You recommended uh, Rogan and hardcore history yes um i gotta recommend some podcasts and now that you're you're talking about jonestown um uh i listened to this one podcast called podcast on the left it's definitely one of my favorites um but they did a really good multi-part uh you know episode series about jonestown and um they do uh they do like conspiracies. They do crazy events. They like serial killers. Um, it's, they're fucking awesome. I really highly recommend them. Um, I recommend uh, small town murder and, uh, the two guys that do that, Jimmy and James also do, um, crime in sports where they cover like a crazy criminal athlete in history. They're fucking hilarious. Uh, And then, but I was telling you yesterday, I came across that Suicide Buddies podcast. Mm, Yeah, that sounds hella interesting. It is so captivating. It's like a culmination of several other podcasters, like attributes that I really like about them. For some reason, these guys uh, totally have that. And what they're talking about is, I, I mean, I'll... I'll be completely honest. I've had, you know, suicidal thoughts. I suffer from depression. Uh, I think it's totally a stigmatized thing that, you know, we need to be able to talk about a little bit more openly. And the way that these guys talk about it is, you know, they just, like, joke about killing themselves. And it's funny.
1: <clears throat> and nice.
0: they, they cover each episode like a different uh, famous suicide in history. And the, it's totally irreverent and really dark, but, like, also, super positive. And I didn't start listening to it because I was like thinking about killing myself or anything. But I've seriously listened to probably eight, nine hours of their content.
1: I might need, I might need to check that out. Oh, have I told you about like the best idea for suicide ever?
0: No. I right. want to hear.
1: So check it out. You climb up to the top of a building, you get some piano wire, right? Right. And you tie the piano wire. Like to something, and then you make like a noose out of it and you tie it around your neck, right? Right. It's got to be shorter than the fall, though. And then you super glue your hands to the side of your head and you jump off the building. So the piano (laughs) wire like cuts your head off and then you hit the ground, but your hands are still super glued to the side of your head. So it looks like you just ripped your own head off.
0: wow you've really like thought about this
1: i think i read it on the internet but yeah that's uh that's one of the coolest ideas ever in my opinion
0: that is fucked up (laughs) right the first person
1: that finds you was gonna be scarred for life
0: but uh yeah quite literally i think they had a discussion on like what's your dream suicide so (laughs) so if that's the kind of stuff you're into definitely go listen to suicide buddies Go listen to Small Town Murder, uh, Crime and Sports, fucking um, Last Podcast on the Left. Uh, Listen to Joe Rogan Experience. Listen to Hardcore History. There's so many other fucking podcasts out there. But make sure you listen to fucking Take the Money and Run first.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the most important podcast. Of course, if they're hearing these recommendations, they're listening to Take the Money and Run. So good job, guys. Good job, accomplices. And remember, it's too fucking late to back out now.
0: <laughs> we're, we're all in this together at this point. Yep. We're guilty by association, so you exactly. might. All right. I'm going to yeah. end it there. You cool? I'm good, man. Cool. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, TakeTheMoneyPod. And uh, give us five stars and a good review. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about how cool this is. Share. You must share. On Facebook and the like. Share. You must share. All right. Share.